great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Hello, everyone. My name is Trent, but most of you know me as IT Guy, and welcome back to the Blockchain Gaming Podcast. In this episode, I'll be launching a new mini-series, so let's just jump right into it. This week is recapping the week of August 29th to September 4th, and there's been some pretty interesting changes. This episode is going to be a little bit different, um, as in this episode is the first of the mini-series I'm calling Community Projects. Community projects will be centered around particular projects that have been built or made by the community. And this is a chance just to hear from the people involved in pushing the innovation and growth of the Coin Hunt World community. In this episode of Community Projects, we will be taking a look at coinhuntworldtrivia.com with the creator, Mr. Turtles or Junior. How's it going, man? Doing pretty good. I just got gotta get going, gotta get moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right on, right on. Um, so I, I typically ask the same questions uh, just to introduce yourself on the game, kind of. Um, so let's just kind of run through um, how you got into Coin Hunt World or, or where you found it. Exactly how I found it, to be entirely honest. I just saw it one day, started playing. It's like, hey, this is actually a pretty cool game because I was getting more interested into the crypto landscape. And a lot of the play to earn things were just like, Okay, invest five hundred dollars and you can get a dollar every day or so. In this kind of a sketchy situation about play to earn. After I came across Coin Hunt World, where it's actually just play to earn. There's no fee. There's nothing like no hidden fees or anything. No having to invest into it to get anything out of it. And I started playing and I really liked it and I really enjoy getting trivia questions right, even though I'm not very smart sometimes. <laughs> That's a, that's all right. And uh lately I've been getting a lot wrong too. Oh, same, honestly. The new tribute set, it's really hard. Yeah, I guess that does bring us into kind of what you've done for the community. Um why don't you just run people through why don't you run the listeners through um what content you've made? So I I'm the creator of coinhuntworldtrivia.com. I'm created it along with, with a few other people who've really helped me through just for developing this website. The site's sole purpose is to collect the database answers. And so say we're going down code hunting and there's a really elusive question that usually Google does not really like sometimes. And so most likely some other person has got that question as well. And so they, hopefully they've had submitted it into the database and anybody can go onto the website and just search up the question and within seconds, it'll tell you the answer with no hassle at all. And just a great tool for also researching. We also have flashcards that soon will have timeframes where you can like, uh, only research the newest questions. And from that, you can able to just, before your hunts, you can research some questions, do some flashcards, be ready for trivia. And so people in hunter mode can get the perfect scores. Right, so I have been using this for the past week. 
and I've been using the flashcard feature as the way to quote unquote study. And so what you what I what I see here is you can choose an option based on vaults. Um, so you can choose blue vault, green vault, yellow vault, red vault, or purple vault, and then it'll run you through the trivia of each of those vaults that has been uploaded um, from users. That's correct, right? Yeah. Okay, right on. So what I what I've noticed here is that there there are purple vault questions, right? There's actually three of them. Yeah, I got those from Marlov, who is the creator of the wiki. He has some of those questions on the wiki. With, with his permission, I'm able to snag some of those. Right, right. Um. So also, this kind of coincides very nicely with the new Elemental Invasion um, update that just came out, um, which uh, says something along the lines of, oh, I have it here. Um where there's going to be a purple vault during this um, event. So $1,000 worth of Bitcoin or Ethereum. And it's up to the community to find it. And the only hint they're giving is that it's in the state of Washington in a spot related to the history of the game. Any thoughts on that? Well, uh, one of my database questions was, when was where was the first database? One of the first user vaults placed? And I believe that was in Bellevue. And so that might be a hint to what the answer could be. I'm looking at that. And the only reason I knew that was from playing this trivia flashcard game. <laughs> um, so as soon as that, as soon as I read that in the, in the news post, I immediately thought Bellevue, that must be where that purple vault's going to be. It honestly could be. I, because uh, the first user vault, it's basically like a huge step in the community. Cause it's showing that the community is, is actually functioning and people are actually retaining enough players to go through all the steps of placing the vault, which is very extensive sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if if it isn't that one, I just did a database check. I have 1,267 other database answers. One of those answers could be a hint at that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so this also... Why don't you just uh, so so I've used this right, but uh, I tried opening an account. You have a place to like log in, um, but I wasn't able to actually add any pictures or questions just because you know I've been out trying to get perfects and I'm I'm not really I don't have time for the screenshotting yet. Um, I'd love to add some to it, but I just want to get a run through from the creator himself. Um, how do you actually use it? So how would like a new user log in and then start, you know, uploading pictures to this to this database. I just want to say overall, an account is not required to use the website. Right. But we have in the account feature in order to essentially moderate the database. Because people sometimes are very evil. Let's just say that. And so within with that account feature, it was have an account ID and an email to trace back the whoever submitted that question and answer. So it, if it comes down to it, we can ultimately just revoke their uh, account. Also, we can also have a script that goes through and cleans out any of their entries from the database, or it can also just pull whatever they had. So we can go through and check what's actually valid and what's malicious. Right. And with that, once you create an account, all you got to do is go over to our upload questions page and then simple as it's uploading a screenshot of, what, of uh, the question you want to upload. And we, I do understand that sometimes it is hard to screenshot, especially with a new timer function. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what I realized, a lot of um, dedicated users of this site, what they're doing is actually just screen recording. 
after that, going through and screenshotting each parts of the questions. So like, you just go back and review it later, and then this look through the video, screenshot the question, then delete the video after you screenshot all the questions from their hunt. Now that, that's yeah. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, you're saying. Um, so I, I just have a quick question there. So how does, how are you actually, so you're receiving a bunch of pictures and you're actually turning those into text files or text and displaying them in a database format. So how, how, how is that exactly, I mean, not to get too technical, but how is that working? So it's actually, it's a combination of a bunch of different JavaScript libraries. The first library mm. would be a crappy JS. It's a library that's designed for cropping profile pictures, which is kind of funny if you ask me, <laughs> this retrofitting things out. And I have an, um, I actually went through and counted all the pixels like that. So when you upload a picture, it'll jump to where the code believes the text should be. For like, it'll say, okay, is this, the, is this the question? Is this the answer? It's like that, yada, yada. It'll read all that for you, so I want to type that in. But it also just detects it for you, so you don't have to worry about you. That's me. You don't have to worry about cropping it yourself. Two after that, it goes through to it gets coded into a base sixty four format, where it gets fed into a different library called Tesseract JS, mm -hmm. which is a OCR library. Which is a fancy way of uh, a program reading what's on a picture, and that picture then gets sent over to a form where you just verify everything's. Spelled correctly, there's no random characters because sometimes Tesseract.js is also kind of wonky mm -hmm. and add, we'll add some weird symbols occasionally. After that, with that, you just press submit, it's all taken care of. And then it's added to your database of questions. Yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, so, how was this? Wh where did you find the inspiration for this kind of project? So, a lot of it was like, um, I realize not everybody is good at trivia and a lot of people get frustrated with it. And also I've also had sometimes been on a hunt and there's just some questions that are way too elusive, like Siri, Google, none of them can answer it. Mm -hmm. And it's just super annoying after I get to go to the discord to figure it out. Hope somebody is online who knows the answer. After that, it's just a whole back and forth time consuming process to figure out an answer. I figured what if we just had a central database? That had good morals because I didn't want this to be a cheating source, mm -hmm. which was like my biggest concern. No, I don't want this site to be used for cheating. I want it to be used for research. And so I figured if anybody's going to anybody's going to make it, I should make it, and I should make it right the first time. Not have to worry about malicious intents like that. Yada yada. Um, how are you actually preventing cheating? So I would imagine. Sorry, I would imagine that. In order to cheat, I, I don't even know how you would cheat with this. <laughs> so how, how would you cheat? And then what are you doing to prevent that? <laughs> so uh, I do moderate, I, I do actively see who is using the API. I, mm -hmm. uh, I meter it. And so I can see who is requesting stuff from it. And so I can track if like, if there's like, if there's going to be a tool to use it. There's most likely going to be a generic tool that everybody's going to use. And so we can see like, oh, this one source is getting an insane amount of requests from the API. Mm -hmm. I can just track it down after I can just, uh, if it does become a problem, I'm now opening up the API for, in good faith to anybody to use it as um, whenever they want. Mm -hmm. But if I do see there's cheating software that gets released, I will be forced to morally just close the API 
and release access to it with API keys, mm -hmm. which I can just have an application basis. So people who think they can apply for it, if they get proven to have like bad stuff coming from them, I can just revoke their API key. Right. Um. So, so it sounds like you can't cheat with this website, but you've allowed um, people to use the API, you know, for free because you're helping out the community and there's ways to maliciously use that API then. Yes. In, in theory, it would be possible for somebody to query the API after that. Um, have like, it won't be possible for iOS really, but for mm -hmm. Android anything's possible you know yeah and so with that situation somebody can create an app that runs coordinate world and a screen reader at the same time and it'll read the question and then find the answer from my api in theory it would be possible but it'd be a lot of ocr work and a lot of coding and i don't think many people are capable of doing that it's definitely possible but it's a lot of work to do it and i do not want that to personally happen <laughs> That sounds like an immense amount of work, but like a very useful tool. <laughs> it just, just that's like basically selecting a question for you or the answer right there for you. Yeah, Anyways. it in theory yeah. is possible, especially with a database of answers, which I am hoping it doesn't come to that. Right. I mean, I I think it makes sense in general to have this database full of you know the answers to the questions. Um, but you know, obviously I don't want anybody cheating at the game that I'm playing too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, we kind of went through this, uh, right before the show, but I just want to, just for people who, you know, are interested in kind of like the tech side, um, how was this website coded? So the website actually runs on very minimal server side stuff. That's why I'm able to offer it for free. I came in mind with a free mindset. I don't want it to be a paid for service. These are, is it actually, I want it to be a community resource that takes minimal effort to run. It's self-autonomous. And so what I did, I actually found a really nice hosting service that allows me to basically only pay for what I really use. And so right now I'm paying, I'm not paying a lot at all. So it's just, I will keep this running without any harm out of myself. And so with also with that in mind, since I'm also going for that free mindset, I have to use a static website to do all this. And so that's why mm -hmm. a lot of it is kind of clunky. Is this kind of website isn't designed to be run on static, it's supposed to be run like a server side. And so I have to use something called Gatsby.js, which basically mimics server side um, websites. And so I'm able to code websites that perform like actual professional ones without having to actually pay for professional ones usage. And I also use a different database called FaunaDB. It's a very nice pay for what you use only database also that allows me to just uh, easily manage stuff and not only have to work, say if the website spikes in popularity, it only mm -hmm. it basically adjusts to my usage easily. It's elastic. Yeah. <laughs> and also I, Part of my hosting provider is Netlify. This part of my hosting is a I can create APIs that talk to uh, AWS functions, and so I can also that's also pay for what you use. So I create my mm -hmm. own API. That's right, free to reuse everybody. And you can start. It's just hard to explain what, everything that goes into making the website. But a lot of it is just 
uh, static hosting that's been uh, kind of retrofitted to, per- to perform like real hosting mm-hmm. and then uh, APIs and databases. It's yeah. just those three main components. And you've given me that API. I've yet to use it, but maybe I'll drum something up just with the small skills that I have <laughs> and then I'll show it to you and uh, we'll have a laugh about that later. <laughs> um, so I'd like to know if there was anything extremely difficult along the way while you were, while you were making this website that um, you, you, like you had to overcome. So I would have to say the biggest thing that I honestly regret would have to be going with Gatsby JS, honestly, <laughs> right? <laughs> Cause it has made, I, the code was actually really easy to manufacture. It's just the the biggest difficulty I've had was Gatsby JS doesn't like to run JavaScript. Mm-hmm. It likes to have like pretty websites, but it wants pretty websites with no code. And so to get code to work on a pretty website is doesn't work too good. And so I've had to do like lots of things to be able to get Gatsby JS to run my JavaScript, which sometimes it still doesn't do that. Which in a few before actually release any big updates, I my goal is to tackle Gatsby JS and get it to actually work, which is going to mm-hmm. be a l- big project. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to I don't want to rush you then, but uh, it, does, <laughs> it, it sounds like you have uh, future updates planned, right? Yeah, I do want to add basically uh, timestamps for your flashcards, and so say like what we recently had was a new trivia questions i can't remember the exact number but it's in the thousands and we don't want to be researching the old questions in the flashcards so why not have a feature where we have an option to like hey i only want to research um i only want to research questions that were uploaded between say august 25th and september 3rd today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would be see streamline that so like whenever we have any updates we can just only research new and forget about the old. And also, one big feature that one uh, CAG, our top submitter of the database, he's been wanting a feature called, uh, not called, but he's been wanting a feature that is multi picture uploading. Right at the time, right now, mm-hmm. you can only upload one picture at a time to have the right. database be added, uh, have the questions be added to the database. Mm-hmm. But with this feature, I I already know how I'm going to execute it. It's just a matter of finding time right now to actually code it. But you can have, you can do like a batch file upload. After that, it'll just circle through each of those things. It'll find which ones are already in the database and kick those ones out. Whatever ones aren't in the database, it'll run through mm. and have you submit them. That's smart. I mean, especially when uh, you want people to be uploading a lot, you know, yeah. people might, people might upload one or two files to test it and, you know, think that it's, that's a very slow way to do it. And that's the, just the way to do it right now. But sounds like you have a very fast process, um, coming down the pipeline. Yeah. I believe that CAG, he has like over like 250 different screenshots that he's ready to upload. Some may be unique, some may be duplicates. But 250 pick, uh, 250 screenshots. He's waiting to upload once I release that feature. So the database is going to explode again. I see. So actually, that that can bring us to a to a next point here on the homepage of this website. Um, you know, it it gives you a little blurb about you know what the website's about, and you know, you know, it's coded for the community by you. But there's also a little leaderboards down here at the bottom, um, and I can see that. Uh, 
you have a number one user and actually you're at the very very bottom <laughs> yeah i'm number 10 i'm not the yeah. very very bottom but i'm close to the bottom <laughs> yeah so i think that's an absolutely uh like that's going to be a very fun feature that people are going to like i assume you're going to need a username and password and login for that yeah, it's like once you have an account in the very bottom of the leaderboard, you just say it's a button that says click here to set your leaderboard name. After that, they'll talk to a different API and different database. Basically, it will attach, um, it will attach a, a basically just a string to your mm. user ID because your user ID is a public to everybody. It's how we moderate. And so it's, it's in the future, it's going to be an actual better moderation system where people can report questions. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. And so in order to report questions, we need to have the user ID. User IDs contain nothing um, nothing important. It's just really just a bunch of random letters and numbers. This is easy to track you. And when you add your, your uh, name to that API, not database, it'll then route through at the whole database on your browser. Because it, it, rather than calling API every single time, it caches the, all, the all the answers in your browser. And so it's actually very good for going on the hunt. So you're not reloading the database every single time you um, right. go ahead and refresh the page. Right. Um, so you would recommend people use that. Okay. You would recommend people use this like while they're hunting, right? So I do, I want them to use it during hunting. Say they got a question wrong. Like, Oh, I don't, I want to know what was the real answer. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to use it as a cheating method to like right. uh, this. I don't want to. I don't want this to replace the Google Sheet, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to be used as a tool, and not a cheat. But I do encourage people using it before hunting. And currently, uh, like I said, we have a cache for the website. The cache re- resets along with the blue vaults. So on a zero and twelve o'clock UTC, your browser re- will refresh the database and store it back into your browser. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I was telling you this before the show, but I just want to let the listeners know that um, with this flashcard feature, I have been using this. I haven't used this website up until two weeks ago. Um, and then, you know, you reached out to me and I wanted to get familiar with it. And I've been loving the new that that flashcards feature. I, I know it says new feature. I'm not really sure how long it's been there. Yeah, um, I got but, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have been I don't really need to check out the blue questions because, you know, I either know them or YOLO them. But uh, I, I definitely wanted to check out the green questions, um, largely because Elemental Invasion is coming up. And, you know, the green vaults apparently are going to be popular, quote unquote popular. And also um, because of the dynamic rewards, um, green vaults, <laughs> yeah, I mean, have t- have taken a nosedive. Right. Um, so it, it really helps to know what you're what you're going into. Um, so I haven't hit any green vaults this entire week, um, but I have been studying basically with this flashcard program Um about 10 minutes a day, maybe five, you know, it doesn't take very long to go through a hundred questions. 
Um, but I guess I'll let you guys know how that works next week when I actually put this practice to use during the elemental invasion. But I know for a fact that this works because there have been some blue vault questions I've seen on the flashcards and I've gotten them right while out hunting. And I can give you an example. It's coming to my head right now. It's the the dish that is that Missouri's known for, and I believe it's gooey butter cake. So the only reason I know that is because of this this flashcard practice area. Yeah, I don't think I knew that one either, honestly. <laughs> yeah, the new categories are a little tough, but um I'm hoping that it helps my green vault questions out. So you guys can go and do that too. Um so let's just move on to um kind of the u- user interface part. Um, so there is like a drop down, and you can you can you have the the three main pages, right? The question search, the add a question, and then the flashcards page. Um, so how how does the just for someone who hasn't used the program before, how does this question search work? So really, all it really is is simple as go into the page. After that type in so you want to type in keywords of the phrase say what the que- i'm gonna use a really easy question to describe it the question is what is a color what colors inside of a watermelon mm-hmm. so what you will type in is like basically the most key most specific keyword would probably be watermelon after that when you type in watermelon what will happen is a drop down menu would actually go th- uh, pop up to allow you to tap or click the question after that with actually one reason we'll say right now it's the reason that question is not in the database ironically it's not <laughs> <laughs> i was typing as the as you were talking and i couldn't find it either <laughs> yeah that's kind of funny actually but yeah all you only do is type in the most specific keyword like here's a, like a pure water's ph level so you if you type in this it's ph level and you just tap it below it'll tell you the possible answers and also to solve a problem of like, I know the devs have released a feature where it's, what happens is, this, there's um, trying to figure out what the phrase is. <laughs> it's the same question, like it's the the same question text, but different answers. Like oh, um, yeah. one will be like, which one borders this country? Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, well, at one time it might be a different answer. It's question of question. It's very hard to phrase it. I, I understand different answers. Yeah, that's yeah. There's, that's where that's where the possible answers comes comes into play, right? You you because yeah, because I noticed you could have one or two or three answers in the possible answers. I was like, hey, how does that work? But I guess if you do have a question like that, right? You, you, there's multiple answers. Hmm. Yeah, and so hopefully with having to list with them listed out like that, you could basically do process elimination of like which question is list like which answer is actually listed on the on the device, and so you can basically tell which one's the correct answer, which one's not the real answer. Also, no, kind I'm, of self. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Sorry. It also kind of self corrects. <laughs> it self corrects the issue of people who maybe want to be malicious and they mm-hmm. submitted the wrong answer. And so, while well, someone might submit the wrong answer, someone might someone right, um, submit the right answer. And right. so, like, yeah, yeah. Um. So I do have a feature 
that I think you should add. <laughs> so here, here's my idea. And it's very simple. And it goes back to the flashcards. Um, because I think the flashcard um, just page here is a great way um, to to study the questions. Um, and you do, like, you're not going to be using this when you're out on the hunt, but you can use this, you know, afterwards. Um, but you, you have an option for, you know, all the, all the colored vaults. Um, but I think there should be an option for the categories too, possibly. So you can like really hone in on a specific category that you want to get better at. Yeah, that was a actual option that we were going to move towards, mm-hmm. but what happened was, I forgot the phrases. For web development, it's kind of hard to make a clunky interface that people will like it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm actually going to do like I have, so my API is actually connected to an Excel sheet, which is actually a feature because the API can able Excel has an option to where you can contact APIs. After that, it'll make tables from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually just going through and querying my API, and I have a total of let me see, twenty one different categories. Right, and so all those options will probably make a clunky interface, and there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff. And so I did want to move away from that, but if it is a feature the community wants, I can add the option of doing it. I just got to figure out a way to make it look appealing to the eye, rather than just a bunch of different buttons. Maybe like a carousel. Well, like I was thinking maybe like 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 option through. select. Right. Yeah, that'd be good too. I think there's ways you could that that you'd be able to figure that out, but you know, you you have other priorities as well. You're also a student, um, you know that takes precedence over building a community built or community for the community website. So, yeah, yeah, school's been pretty rough recently. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I'm going back on the eighth, um, so in less than a week, and I'm not really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm doing college algebra for my semester right now, and my prof- it's been so rough that my professor sent out a class-wide email instructions how to drop the class. <laughs> that's a that's a massive hint. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey guys, just go ahead and drop the class. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, then I would be remiss to not talk about the last page you have here, and now this is the donations page. So obviously. Um, you. I'll just let you talk about this. What What's this page all about? So, hosting the website, unfortunately, most of the time isn't free, especially when you're paying for databases and API calls. And I, I've so far spent about seven dollars fifty cents running this website because I did have the the free mindset in the beginning. But over time, it will as the website gains more traction along with Coordinate World, the API calls and the database fees will go up along with the, the site traffic. And so right now I'm trying to minimize the cost as much as I can, but eventually the prices will go too high for it to be free basis. I do want to clarify that I am totally against ads. I honestly hate ads. Everybody hates ads. It's just not good. Yeah. And so I figured it's a community resource. People can choose to donate. It's not at all forced. It's just everything, all the proceeds from the donation page, the, all, all the proceeds from the donation page, all purely go back to the website. I'm not keeping any of it because right, you're not, not buying right. pizza. You're not buying pizza with it. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like that person's very sad. The first Bitcoin purchase, it's gonna be really sad. 
<laughs> Extremely. I yeah, regret um, everything about <laughs> I and I feel the same way about ads on the podcast as well. I'm I mean I could monetize it a little bit. It does take up a lot of my time. Um but for now, you know, I I like to, I hate ads just as much as anybody else, especially, you know, coming from a web development standpoint, but um I found a great way to be able to donate to um these community projects is through the Brave browser as well. Um yeah. I I am on my on online a lot just for school my job you know coin hunt world everything and so i make a decent amount on brave <laughs> i'm not yeah. gonna lie um so i typically try to spread it out between you know one to three pages but now this this page is definitely gonna be on my list for sure so um brave is a great way to be able to just donate to content creators yeah, I personally use Brave too, and I got like over like, three months. I've gotten like uh, twelve bat. That's all that. Yeah, I've gotten more than that, um, but not much more than that. So I've been using it for about two and a half months, and I think I've gotten about twenty bat. So that just goes to show how much you know I'm on. I'm online. Yeah, most of my bat came from coding the website because I have a. I uh, I debugged all the website mm-hmm. in the Brave browser, and so having that there was just constantly giving me ads. So actually, I have a I have a a website hosted on Netlify. It's just like a passion project of mine, but I don't get any ads when I'm on that page. I found that to be a little bit odd, um, but maybe I'll start uh, like debugging and and doing. I know with a JavaScript debugging, you're in the console a lot, so that would help <laughs> being on Bra- on the Brave browser to collect a little bit of extra money. I'm not too sure why that would happen if you don't get ads on a certain website. That might be a brave issue rather than Netlify. I was thinking, well, it's hosted for free, um, so maybe maybe that has something to do with it. But you know, I, I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so so if you want to donate to the page, um, there's obviously lots of ways to donate. Um, there's and everybody here has cryptocurrency, so <clears throat> everybody listening, I imagine you have cryptocurrency, so. Is a way to pay for the help you help you run the page, right? Yeah, like I said, everything goes back to the website. I'm not keeping any of it. It's mm-hmm. just APIs cost money. That's the best to that. And as yeah. the website gets as the database gets bigger and bigger, um, it sends more data at a time, which costs more money and more people using it at once. So it just it's gonna grow. The cost is gonna grow exponentially. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, is there anything else you kind of want to touch on as far as um, this pro or th- this page goes? Anybody you want to shout out or anything like that? I want to give a big shout out to Anna, Kara, and Cag, and a few. Like, this is everybody who came together to help me. Uh-huh. It's it was a lot of work to do this. And also, big shout out to Marlov. Forgive me. Well, I'm gonna double check that one more time. But he gave me the vast majority of the questions for database to initially get it started to get traction he gave me a total of 231 different questions to to be able to use from a website to basically get the train going yeah he's extremely extremely helpful yeah and that's the owner of the wiki and you know i shout out the wiki all the time so go check out the wiki as well yeah um so i guess we'll just move on i know we don't have we don't have like much time left i think we've got about 15 20 minutes left 
Um, so I just want to get your take on kind of what's happened throughout the week. Um, we touched a little bit on elemental invasion, but um, let's talk about like kind of how you play the game. Um, so do, do you go hard or do you are you more of a casual player? I'm more of a casual player. I typically get about like five to six dollars a week. I mostly okay. just target blue vaults, honestly, because especially with a new data set, the green questions got even harder. Right. <laughs> so I just I just mostly target my own user vaults in my area. I was only it's only me in my area. Although I did notice someone like a couple miles away placed a dozer, and I put a thousand resin into it, and it has been nothing else for a week. So it's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> It's always fun seeing the first dozer around you pop up, <laughs> but it's 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 a little sad when you know it doesn't get actually completed. Yeah, I put a thousand reds into it, and like I was being gracious, and like nothing. He doesn't that person doesn't put anything into it. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> it's about you, cold boy crypto. <laughs> He's calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so this will just move on into the elemental invasion. Are you? excited for this like are you going to be playing the game and trying to get the cubies during this event so i would honestly really like to but although i'm still kind of really petty about the fourth of july event because i had plenty of cowboy hats but i only got i really played yep. for like about six hours this straight hardcore i got like 30 bucks in that one week doing it yeah and but I only got 750 footballs, and so I couldn't contribute because literally, I I did 10 vaults. My, my last 10 vaults in like the last hour before the event closed, I got zero resin and zero things out, only crypto. Oh my gosh, no resource boxes. Yeah, for 10 straight. <laughs> so that's just a bad taste. That is, that is bad luck, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm certainly going to be going hard. Um, I have, you know, as I've been saying, I have my green keys stacked up. I don't, I don't really stack my blues, but you know, I think this event's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but they did drop today, you know, right before we're recording this podcast, um, a medium post about you know what what's going on, and they are going to be doing red boosted vaults as well. Um, so this ties in a little bit into everything, right? So the red boosted vault um, is going to be in cities that have an operational yellow vault. Um, so it, it'll be a random vault somewhere in the city that gets boosted to the red tier. Um, and the red tier is obviously $100 worth of crypto. Um, so as soon as the first player finds and solves the boosted vault, um, you'll have three hours um, for anybody else who has a red key to go over there and, and, and try it out. Um, so it's definitely a community-based event. You want to coordinate with others. You don't want to just you know, show up and hit that red vault and get the question right. Uh, that would be kind of doing the players dirty. But um, what is a good idea before this happens is to maybe go over to coinhuntworldtrivia.com, hit the flashcard features, and take a look at the red vault questions. Um, so I believe there's, or wait, I was just going to check how many you actually have of the questions, but um, my internet's being a little bit slow here. Um, we have seven Red oh, Bull questions. Seven, seven questions. Yep. And actually, Hopefully I know all the answers. Added, yes, I, I know all the answers to all these because, you know, there's only seven and I'm, I just get curious and I want to know all of them. Um, so, yeah. 
you can check out some of the categories and some of the questions before the red boosted vault happens. Do you have any red keys? I do not. I only have 160 blue keys, two green and six yellow. Well, that's more than me, actually. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess that's probably going to do it from us. Um, is there anything else you wanted to just mention before before we head out? I think I'm all set. Okay. Um, do you have like a Twitter or anything people can follow? <laughs> I think I just started one, but it's completely empty. But it's I'm gonna get, I gotta get the tag real quick. <laughs> like I made it. I have yeah, a, no I, I made I it. I sent I a photo out. I didn't give you a it's heads just... up. I was gonna be doing this, so <laughs> go, go ahead and find it. <laughs> It's a CHW underscore trivia. Perfect. Very easy to find. I'll give you a follow right now. That's going to be in the description below. Um, so that's going to be it from us, guys. Um, I guess we'll, I'll talk to you next week uh, during the Elemental Invasion. Um, I have an extremely special guest next week. Um, and this concludes the first episode of the mini-series Community Projects. Um, I hope you guys definitely take a look at Mr. Turtles coinhuntworldtrivia.com because this is an excellent, excellent resource for you to be using. All right, see ya. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up.